Yo, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is the big one. This is the big one. Double digits, episode 10. Oh my goodness. Little clap. Little clap for me. That's my wiener going back and forth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wish I was hung like an elephant. Not really. I don't, I don't even... Whatever. We're going to move on from that. Uh, this week is going to be a very fun episode for me. If you followed me on Twitter, I announced this earlier in the week. If you follow me on Twitter, you get to you got to know that and got to look forward to it. And now here it is. You, you, maybe you just waited patiently. And patience is good. Uh, so good for you if you waited. As long as you're listening, that's great. Hope you guys had a good week. Hope your weekend is going well. Uh, I'm not recording this currently on the weekend, but it is a day off. So my day off is going excellent. So yeah, hopefully... Your week was good. Hopefully, you made it to the weekend. And honestly, hopefully, you're not working on the weekend because that sucks and that's not fair. That's not cool. So, there's a lot to get into on this episode. I hope. Uh, I feel like I have a lot going on. And also, just before you may hear it in the background, my cats are probably going to be fighting viciously in the background. It is that time where their dish is empty and um, they don't need to have food in their dish every single moment of every single day or every single hour no they get fed twice a day don't worry i don't starve them but uh they they need to cut don't worry they're they're both very they're chunky one's chunky one's plump and one is definitely chunky uh so i want them to lose just a little bit of weight because i want them to be able to be agile enough to confidently make it up the bed uh yeah anyway so let's get into the first part of this podcast and let's talk about the games and or movies I've watched and played over the last little while so I got a good number of games to talk about and even a movie so let's get into it uh still been playing two points campus uh enjoying that actually dug into a little bit of that today honestly took a few days off from it because I was getting a little burned out on the level that I've been playing which is the beach level where you're just trying to make all the students really happy and entertained. It's a fine level. It's just one of the things. It's just it's a really kind of a grind of a level. And it got a little burned out, but I got back to it today. Went fucking all out on, you know, got, got it done. Got it done. Uh, crushed that level, and now I can move on. Oh, I think only have two, maybe three more levels left. Uh, I still enjoy it. I don't enjoy, I'm not as addicted to it as I was with Two Points Hospital. I, keep, I think I keep saying that again and again. Not a bad game at all. I, I think it's a good game. Very fun if you're into those kind of life sim style games. It's very fun. I still really dig the being able to decorate decorate the outside of the campuses. That's a really good little spot. That's kind of the only thing that I can really pull out that's new from hospital. But other than, you know, it's a goddamn campus instead of a hospital. But yeah, still playing that, still liking it been crushing live alive i am now i think in the last podcast i said i was maybe two chapters in i am now just about to finish the second to last chapter i only have one more to go the cowboy campaign story which which have you i've been taking notes on it i've been enjoying it enough that i think i'm going to do a review on a upcoming episode of the gx gamer cast so be on the lookout for that if you haven't played that game uh, I'm going to keep it as, as spoiler-free as possible. If there are any major spoilers, I will let you know, so on and so forth. And if you have played the game, I w- uh, you're still going to get my opinions and a, a solid review out of it. So uh, it's good for both. It's good for everybody. I don't like 
people that full-on, like, spoil everything, especially a new game, uh, that's not cool with me. If it's a game that's, like, over 15 years, like the game we're talking about today, I'm going to talk about spoilers, but again, I'm going to give you a heads up, just in case someone hasn't happened to play the game that we are talking, I am talking about, I don't know why, I keep saying we, like it's a team, but sadly, it is just me right now, uh, my friends, I, I let them know that the door is always open to them, sadly, one doesn't live in the same country as me, and the other one has a child on the way, so everyone's busy, I'm busy, so it's not, I, I do these usually very, it's one in the morning right now, so I do them in weird times, because I'm a night owl, and I work nights, so anyway, been crushing live alive been enjoying it very much not going to talk about it too much because i'm going to talk about it in an episode upcoming but digging it quite a bit so far been taking up the majority of my play time over the last week or so last 10 yeah i'd say solidly last week i've been uh say 75 percent of my game time has been uh dedicated to that game mostly because i have to give it back to my buddy billy and thank you very much my friend for letting me borrow that game it is uh, a very kind of you and another game I am playing currently, just started this bad boy up today, got about two and a half, almost three hours into it. It's a game that my friend has recommended me play for the last, I'd say, month or so. Uh, he enjoyed it very, very much so that he's calling it one of his favorite games of all time. Uh, it was, it's on Xbox Game Pass, if anyone has it, you can, and has Game Pass, it's on there right now for free. The game is called Amore. Uh, M-O-M, you know, just figure it out, M-O-O-M-O-R-I, Jesus, okay, I swear to God, I passed, I got through high school, and I didn't drop out of college, I just didn't, I'm, whatever, I don't have to fucking tell you my qualifications, whatever, um, yeah, I've been playing Amore, it is on Xbox Game Pass, it has, it's a RPG with a very Earthbound style look, Super Nintendo style graphics, a uh, very very unique combat system it it's based on sort of a rock paper scissor situation but it's with emotions so sad beats happy and and angry beats sad so on and so forth it's very unique uh really digging the story so far it's got a little bit of a creepy vibe going on to it at, at very kind of interesting i'm very very interested i i will be playing through this I uh, hear the playtime varies. I only checked out the playtime at one place, but it said could vary from 21 hours to 70 plus hours. So I don't know what I'm getting myself into here, folks. But uh, so far, so good in my first three hours of gameplay. Um, I will be talking about it, I imagine, over the next few uh, gamer GX gamer GX gamer casts. There we go. I, I'm okay. It's been a long day. Um, so yeah, I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to be taking notes. It's early. It's possible. Like after I'm going to just reassess my last three hours and see if it's something that I want to take notes on, or I just want to enjoy. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let me know if anyone out there has been playing or has played Amore. It seems like kind of a hidden gem. Uh, I have, uh, had some home runs with my buddy's recommendations. So this one so far, so good looking like quite possibly another home run. So if you have played Amore, let me know if you have loved it or if you didn't like it, if you haven't gotten through it, or if you are interested in it, just letting you know it's on Xbox Game Pass for free if you have it. Uh, my buddy let me know about that and I was like, oh fuck yeah. So I had literally no excuse not to play it. So I'm playing it and I'm enjoying it so far very much so.
And that is all of the video games that I've been playing over the last little bit. I have a, a massive list of games that I still want to get to. One game that has really popped into uh, an upper tier out of nowhere on my want to play list. Uh, apparently, Black Backlog. I didn't even realize that I own this game already. I went to go buy it because it was on sale. And then it's like, it's already in your library, you moron. Just download it. I'm like, oh, so I downloaded that. And that video game is Kings of Amalur. Re-Reckoning, I believe it is. I have the PS4 version. I keep, I've heard over the last like two weeks on two different podcasts uh, that they're saying it's a better version of Fable. And I loved Fable 1 and 2. And uh, so if that's the truth, uh, it has my attention. So I, I have downloaded it and I, I want to give it a shot. I just don't know when, but it's one that has piqued my interest. So again, if anyone out there listening has played that game, let me know what you think of it. Okay, so let's get into the one movie that I watched. I literally just watched this today. Yeah, it's been a real busy day, guy. You've been playing video games and watching movies and literally eating pizza. But hey, that takes effort. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta eat the pizza and then get the movie playing on the device and and all that. Don't worry. I'll, again, I don't have to tell. I don't have to. Uh, yeah. Anyway. The movie that I watched today and, and enjoyed, and honestly, it's 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 another one that's a blind spot. I have not watched it. It was it's an '80s movie. Cut me some slack. I wasn't born in the '80s, but uh, it's a movie that has a sequel that has come out recently, and to large acclaim, critical acclaim, people seem to love it. My buddy Billy said he loved it, and um, yeah, I just I've heard it on numerous podcasts now that I listen to that it's excellent. And that movie is the. Have you gotten it yet? Have you gotten it yet? 1980s movie. Top Gun. Oh, oh, Meg Quinn, Meg Quinn. I got high as a kite, and I watched this not on shrooms, just on just on weed, marijuana, and um, yeah, got really high. Ordered some pizza, sat my ass, my big old ass. I, I don't know why I keep calling myself a big old ass. I'm not, I'm not fat, but uh, sat my ass down on 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 my comfy bed. And just mucked some pizza slices and rocking an old 80s classic that I have not seen before. I've heard about it numerous times. I've seen certain scenes of it, but I've never watched the movie full out until today. And, uh, dude, it was awesome. Like, I'm not gonna say that it was, like, an all-time fucking must-watch, but it was a fucking good time. Uh, very, very 80s. <laughs> it is a very 80s movie. Uh, the music for me, I'd say it was, uh, definitely high, uh, uh Danger Zone. Highway to the Danger Zone. I don't have to prove anything to anybody about my singing skills. Just enjoy that. Um, good movie. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I just I've I want to see the new Top Gun Maverick. I think it's called. Uh, keep hearing ridiculous things about it. So I thought it was only fair. It was on uh, Crave. Was where I watched it. And, uh, yeah, I've had no excuse why not watch it because I want to watch the newest one. So now I'm ready and set to watch Top Gun. So more than likely going to be talking about that in a GX uh, Gamer cast soon because uh, I want to watch that pretty badly because it sounds fucking unreal. Uh, anyone out there that's listening has uh, that has watched it, there's probably someone, my buddy Billy. Uh, question for anyone that's watched it. Should I? Is it okay if I just rent it at home and watch it on my PlayStation 5? Or should I go to, like, should I just get my ass out there and go and try and see it in IMAX if that's still an option? Uh, anyone out there, just drop me a message on Twitter. Uh, I'll have a, a thing on my Twitter where it's going to be, like, you know, uh, here's the GX GamerCast. That's a great spot to drop a comment. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, 
uh, about that podcast. So that's a great spot to drop a comment. I'll see it. And I'd really appreciate that. But um, yeah, dude, uh, let me know uh, what's the best way. Uh, I don't need the best ba- best way. Uh, I realize that obviously the best way would be, uh, excuse me, IMAX, obviously. And I am interested in IMAX because apparently uh, they're bringing back Avatar back to IMAX and I am trying desperately to convince my wife to go see it in, in full IMAX 3D because she watched it without that and she she does not like that movie and I watched it in both the the I watched it in theaters twice with 3D everything the full banana and uh, and then I bought it on DVD after and I can I realized like I was like okay this is an experience that needs to be in the 3D got to have the whole gimmick it's not something that uh you get the full experience with just watching it on a non-3d tv so i would like to try and get her to go out and see that and i would totally be down watching that movie in theater for the third time but uh yeah top gun maverick let me know original top gun totally worth the watch very camp like just a fun it's just fun uh goose what the fuck and i had to mention uh both to my wife and my buddy billy at the end of the movie spoiler alert it's a movie from the 80s uh, he throws his buddy's dog tag in the rip and like in the ocean at the end of it, and I was just like, I just like lost it downstairs by myself. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like he has a family that you could have gave that to them, a child. Like they would have probably really appreciated that. But uh, nope, just hums it in the river. I was like, Jesus, was that Tom Cruise just like method, like just being Tom Cruise for real? And they just like that's. That's cold-hearted, Tom. He's like, I would have done it for real life. I don't know why I went Clint, Clint Eastwood right there, but um, yeah, enjoyed the movie. All right, enough of that. Uh, sorry that it's taken so long. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. If you haven't seen the title, if you don't know how to read, or if you're uh, if you're blind, I, I'm sorry that you, that has happened to you. But the episode this week is Metal Gear Solid Four: Guns of the Patriots. Oh my goodness, where do we even begin? Well, I've taken a little bit of notes just so I don't get lost because it's a big, big topic for me. So honestly, uh, this this is the game that made me buy a PS3. Honestly, I was a very anti-PS3 person at the beginning of that generation. I got the 360 first. All my buddies in high school got the 360 and no one except one friend, a borderline friend, got the PS3 and we all made fun of him because he spent all the money at the beginning, got it very early, got the 20 gigabyte one, spent like six bills, seven, sorry, seven bills on it. Uh, big time, and if you don't remember, the beginning of the PS3 was a fucking, it was a desert, dude, there was not a lot of good games to play, the 6-axis controller was not very good, thankfully later on they brought back the DualShock 3, um, but yeah, uh, up until, uh, this game came out, which came out in 2008, that was around the era area where I got convinced fully to uh, dip into the PS3 pool, which I feel like was the golden era of the PS3. Like that's when there was enough there, enough meat on the bone on the PS3 library that you can get in now and and have enough to play, and you can get in there pretty cheap, a lot cheaper than at the beginning. And on top of that, 2008 and beyond was massive slam dunk years for the PS3. Really resurged and like skyrocketed that platform back into uh, contention. I believe it ended up passing the 360. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I loved the PS3. Absolutely loved the PS3. And 
that friend brought over the PS3 to my house one day. He showed me this game, and I was just like, no fucking way. What is this? This game absolutely blew my fucking mind. I was like, no way. What? I don't even think I was watching uh, watching him play it on my on a 3D TV. I didn't, or not a 3D, an HD TV, because I just didn't have it. I was poor. Um, but still, regardless, the game blew me away. I was like, this is, he's like, check this out. Like, this is a cutscene. I was like, whoa. And then it goes into the gameplay, and I was like, Expartan? Like, what the fuck? Like, it does, it seamlessly transitions from cutscene to full-on gameplay and there's no dip in the graphics which for me was insane because i grew up on super nintendo playstation 1 ps2 where cutscenes were where you beef up the graphics make it real pretty especially those uh square enix ps2 rpgs ps1 rpgs and it paid off back then honestly because i i played some of those, like, I still play some of the old Final Fantasies on PS1 and PS2, and they still look phenomenal, in my opinion. The graphics, uh, not always, uh, not so much uh, the gameplay-wise in the old PS1s, but the the, ga- the graphics are always, like, really good. The PS2 ones arguably could look, like, looked like uh, a early PS3, like a solid-looking PS3 game, no no doubt. Like Final Fantasy XII, mm, mm, Mel Quinlan looks so beautiful, unbelievable, be- unbelievable beauty. But yeah, dude, he showed me this game. He showed me he basically, uh, if you know the game, he brought me up to the the sequence where you're uh, running around with Meryl and her new crew with Johnny and all these ninjas are running around. But in that time, Johnny's a little like chicken shit. He's scared. And he shows me like a little kind of a hidden thing. It's it's pretty well known, but he knew it now. And he was like, dude, check this out. He throws on the thermal and like during the scene, Johnny is like, he's like, I need a bathroom. I need to go to the, I need to take a dump. And they're just like, shut up. We're busy right now. Don't worry, like handle it yourself. So he's like, throws on the, the thermal goggles and you see the fucking shit come out of his ass into his pants with a, just a big black smear. And he's like, oh God. Uh, and I was like, oh my, oh my goodness. So just a little backstory. I, this was my first like real experience with the Metal Gear Solid series. Never played the PS2 games. Didn't play the original Metal Gear Solid 1 on PlayStation 1. The only thing that I had on PS1 was the, the, the sub game in the Metal Gear where it's just the VR games. And I was like six when I was playing that. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I uh, had uh, no one knew around me like my mom and my dad had no idea they're just like just try it and like yeah did not hit had no idea and that kind of soured me on the Metal Gear Solid franchise or just kind of I wouldn't say sour just made me stay away because I was like oh I thought that's what the game was but that's just the like side little games that they had um yeah so this was my first introduction into like this the storyline series and I was like holy fuck I need a PS3, and I actually ended up buying that friend's PS3 from him later on because his was only the 20 gigabyte. He wanted to upgrade, no doubt, you needed to, but he was willing to sell me it for $300, which was roughly half price at the time. I couldn't say no to that deal, even though that was all the money that I had. Uh, Yeah, I only had $300. 
in 2008 to hand over so he was graceful enough to give me spider-man 3 the movie on blu-ray to watch uh no games uh actually i think he did give me the orange box which was great because i got to play portal won't talk too much about that in case i want to do a episode someday in the future on that but he gave me those those two uh he didn't have much to give it was already graceful enough that he was giving me the the system at that deal and uh, that's when I played Legend of the Dragoon on PS1. Finally got to go back to that game and finish it because I owned it still. And that's what I played. But anyway, uh, at some point later on, <clears throat> I believe I bought that roughly around uh, maybe late, like September, October-ish. And then waited until that Christmas to, to load up on some PS3 games. Uh, thank you, Grandma, so much. I love you so much. She gets me so many great games every Christmas. She goes all out. She's that kind of grandma. She's unreal. I love you so much, Grandma. Um, first, this was my first Metal Gear Solid in the series, man, and it absolutely made me fall in love with Metal Gear Solid. Oh man, this sent me down the Metal Gear Solid rabbit hole for sure. I know it's not the exactly the greatest place to dip into. I dipped into the fourth game in the series, which technically uh, in storyline it goes Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, 1, 2, 4. And I'm not, I haven't played the PSP games. I apologize. I just have not gotten to them yet. Uh, I always wanted to get it on my 3DS, so I'll probably, I'll still be on, I should have, uh, I'll add that to my list. Um, but yeah, I started basically at the newest, uh, part of the story and it still sucked me in, dude. It made me very interested to see what was going on. So I went down that rabbit hole and this was the first one I played, but then I went back, played them in order and then went back and finished this off. Uh, didn't finish it, replayed through it again and put the cherry on top. And when it comes to Metal Gear Solid 5, regrettably, I have tried to play through that game, tried to start it up. Uh, started that game up three times now and the first time I gave it a good effort uh, put in a numerous amount of hours I'd say 15 or 20 hours in and then it just lost my interest I was like eh maybe I was a little burned out at the series at that time and uh, yeah tried it again only got a couple hours in something else grabbed my attention it just wasn't you know the, the beginning of Metal Gear Solid games sometimes there's a lot to get introduced to and there's a lot going on in Metal Gear Solid 5 it just wasn't the right time it's still on my list I want to give it another shot I don't even care I just I know I will love that game I just need to be in the right mood and I think that mood is coming up soon because I'm talking about this game so I'm kind of hoping inside a little bit this is this this doing this episode is going to make me deep down play Metal Gear Solid 5 fully through because I, I just hear nothing but great things. So obviously with this being my, my first game, the story is a little bit wild. It's a little bit confusing, but uh, that's known for Konami and especially Hideo Kojima. He is not shy of going over the top. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit lost at times. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit more caught up now that I've played all the games, so bear with me. I will do my best, my best due diligence to try and take, uh, to uh, tell you guys about the story as best as I can. It's over the top. If you know it, you know it. Uh, I'm not big on stories, but uh, this one did catch my interest. It's pretty fucking cool. So it's taking place in like this alternate reality where like the Cold War never ended and nuclear warfare is a big problem in this timeline. Like, if, if you're not familiar with the Cold War, uh, there was a lot of nuclear tension going on in the world between Russia and America and other places. 
and uh, this game uh, continues that problem. It never got solved, and up until this time, I believe this game takes place in 2014. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, tensions are still going high, like 30, 40 years. It's still going on, so yeah. This, uh, this game uh, takes place a few years after the events of Metal Gear Solid 2 on the PlayStation 2. So at this point, Snake has this like rapid aging disease and uh, doctors tell him that he only has roughly one year to live. So, oh dear. So you have that delivered to you pretty early on in the game. You, you see that Snake is dying. And uh, yeah, that's sad. That's not cool. And just to put some salt into the wound, he also was injected with this virus that they called Fox Dye. When, uh, and apparently doctors, you know, doctors, they're going to tell you a lot of bad news. Maybe he should have got a second opinion. Not me to say, but when uh, he says when Snake dies, the virus will be released on the populace, causing a deadly pandemic. Dun, 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 dun. Don't want to hear pandemic right now. I don't blame you, but yeah, Fox or uh, Snake is a walking, like, just a pandemic waiting to happen. Once he dies, it gets released, and then it's going to be a very, very bad time. So, yeah. You were hunting down your brother, uh, Liquid, who's trying to destroy this Patriot's AI with a nuclear attack. So, yeah, he's got some access to nuclear powers, and he knows what he wants to do with them. So our job is to hunt him down and stop him from delivering a nuclear payload, because that's a bad time. Never a good time. So I think uh, it goes without question to say there's a large uh, group of gamers that will judge this game for, do you know what it is? The cutscenes. Okay, bear with me. I loved, loved the cutscenes the first time I went through this game. After I got through the game the first time, uh, there was a few of them that were worth skipping. We'll talk about it. Um, but literally, dude, the cutscenes were fucking insane. But literally, some were so long. I don't know if this this record still stands, but it did at the time. If not, still holds two Guinness World Records. Literally, I'm not kidding. For longest cutscene, one of them clocking in at 27 minutes, continuous, continuous, to almost 30 minutes. So uh, a a television program uh, with 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 barely any commercials. Very nice, uh, continuous, and a sequence. That clocks in at 71 minutes. Yes, 71 minutes. One hour. I, I don't know what they mean fully by sequence. I think I know which one they're talking about. Uh, I think by sequence there may be a little bit of gameplay within, uh, sandwiched in between two massive cutscenes. Um, but yeah, uh, long cutscenes in this game. Like I said, I fucking loved them. Uh, felt like watching a great movie. Some of them, especially like Raiden going after those geckos. Oh my goodness. Uh, on my second and third playthroughs, those, uh, a lot of them were skippable though. Especially when they're like explaining the, the gun tag system and all the nano chips and crap. It's like that one is damn near a record itself. It's probably a solid 17, 23 minutes. It's very long. It's just explaining stuff. That is like semi-important, but it goes like way into mansplaining levels. There's no, there's got to be a way that you can dumb that down. 
without it being so much. At least, though, the one that I'm talking about in particular is, like, at least there's a monkey. There's a cute little monkey that walks around and drinks soda pops. Oh my goodness. At least there's a cute little monkey. But yeah, that cutscene I would always skip after the first time, because I don't think you can skip them the first time through. But luckily, the first time through, dude, I fucking loved them. It was unbelievable. And the music. Oh my goodness. I heard a little, I listened to a little bit of the music and it fucking gave me chills, man. Like literally goosebumps, nostalgia, because like I said, this game came out in 2008. And if you could do the math, that's uh, 2018 was 10 years and then another four years, 14 years roughly that this game is maybe even close to 15 or 13, somewhere in that range. This game's over a decade old. That is technically retro, at least in car aspects. 10 year old car, at least in my books is called, they call that a retro or maybe, maybe, I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. I'm not a huge car guy. It's something that I heard once and now I'm telling you. So don't tell everybody that, all right? Don't go around telling that to everybody. Um, yeah, dude, listen to some of the music, uh, even just the intro music, just the, the guitars, dude, Snake's theme, I'm pretty sure it is at the beginning, fucking incredible, oh my goodness, the guitar just, so goodness, oh my god, so goodness gracious, that's what I'm trying to say, I had to, I paused a little, I don't even know, I'm sorry, and, uh, yet though, the music always feels a little bit tragic, uh, especially with the with the knowledge that you know Snake is dying, and uh, but yeah, the music do do absolutely shraps. It's so friggin' good. If you if you have not heard Metal Gear Solid's music before, um, and you and you maybe wanna if you're curious about the series, just go on Spotify, go wherever you're listening to this, look up some Metal Gear Solid on wherever you're listening to this, and just listen to a little bit. If it doesn't get you amped up to play a little bit. Mm, 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 mm. I don't know what's going on in your head, dog. So, uh, Raiden, though. Raiden. Uh, thankfully, this was my first introduction to Raiden. I'm not going to talk too much about that because I will do a episode in the future about Metal Gear Solid 2, and we'll talk all about that. But in this game, he is a fucking badass. The biggest, ba the most badass guy, I think, in this game. Over Snake, he is ridiculous. Uh, I don't care much about the personal life stuff that he's going through in this game. That's kind of like the, eh, whatever. Not the best cutscenes. I'm not that into it because I didn't play Metal Gear Solid 2 at this time. Uh, so I didn't know much about uh, his relationship that well uh, with the woman that he's talking with in this game. But anyway, uh, that's not that's not the thing that I like. So I'm not going to talk about it that much. Uh, but what I want to talk about is that the fact that he's a literal cyber ninja oh buddy yes this is some of the over just some of the over the top stuff that Hideo Kojima does with the Metal Gear Solid series and as long as you are cool as a cucumber you don't think take things too damn seriously if you can get through Indiana Jones all four of the movies and not complain about one thing one thing other than uh, maybe some of the characters in Temple of Doom are annoying. I will give you that. But if you can get through all that, then you can get through all of Metal Gear Solid and have a fantastic time. Uh, but that's not the only thing, the only criteria that it'll take to get you into this game. There's tons of things that, tons of reasons why you should play this game. Um, but dude, the cutscene with Raiden when he's fucking up those gecko things, the huh, that, those things blew my mind. Also, when my buddy showed me it originally, these like freaking robotic things with Martin St. Louis legs, just massively thick robotic legs. They look human and then they moo like cows. 
yeah, they're like, huh, and they move, they move like cows, and I love cows, but these things are fucking terrifying, and in the first, like, area of the game, you're basically running away from a whole bunch of these things, and they're fucking up everybody, they're killing everything, and more or less, you just need to get away from them, hide, it's kind of showing you the stealth aspects, and, and showing you, like, you better get this, because these guys will fuck you up, so in the cutscene, he literally beats the fuck, just mutilates them with the cyborg fucking sword and shit, and he just destroys like a dozen of them. It was fucking ridiculous. It was over the top. He like he's literally doing a spin-a-rooney, and he's spinning these two massive robots around and around and around. It's unbelievable. It's over the top. Absolutely love that shit. That is one of the ones I would never skip. It's so fucking good. Uh, but sadly, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Uh, I have not played Metal Gear Rising yet. It's uh, it's it's in my collection somewhere, I would imagine. If not, I will buy it. Because that one has been on my radar since it came out. I've always been interested in that game. A friend of mine I lived with actually played it. And sadly, I didn't get to play it uh, while I lived with him while I was there. And uh, yeah, I just haven't gotten to it. Very interested in that game. If anyone has played it and you're listening to this, let me know what you thought of Metal Gear Rising. I have yet to play it. Is it worth playing? It looks fucking cool as shit to me, and it's more cyborg right then, so I want that. Uh, Meryl is also returning in this game. Uh, she's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, I love her relationship with Snake in this game. Uh, I know vaguely their relationship because I used to watch Ego Raptors. Uh, awesome series and the Metal Gear Solid one was one of my favorites and uh, yeah I watched that a ton and that was like one of the one of the influences that got me to I was more interested in because my buddy aforementioned buddy that I bought the PS3 off of he showed me he introduced me to Ego Raptor and yeah two home runs for him he got me into Metal Gear Solid and he got me into Ego Raptor so yeah uh, but I knew a little bit of the relationship with Snake and Meryl from the, the Ego Raptor Metal Gear Solid uh, cartoons. They were unbelievably funny. So I got a little bit of information from that, but Meryl is still just a badass. I love her hair. It's so cool. If I could put that on my head, I fucking would. I would rock her hair on my head. I don't even care. Uh, then you got Otacon. He's another returning character in the series. Uh, honestly, in this game, he's a little bit of a bitch. Uh, I don't know. I don't recall if he pisses his pants in this one in particular. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just going to say that he does because that's kind of his gimmick. That's his shtick. I believe at least half of the games he pisses himself. Maybe more. But uh, in this game, he's still he's pretty cool. He gives you cool gadgets. And, and yeah, he's, he's not the worst. He's, he's pretty damn cool. He's, he's, not, he's not bad. There's a lot of worse, worse characters in numerous games. He's definitely not on the worst characters of all time list. No, not even close. Uh, Sunny, she is also she's from Metal Gear Solid Two, sort of. You kind of get a hint of her because she's in the belly. <laughs> she's a young girl. She was in the belly of one of the uh, bad ladies in Metal Gear Solid Two. So she now she was born. Uh, sadly, her mother passed away. Uh, but now her daughter, named Sunny, is now living with Otacon. She's like a fucking computer prodigy. Uh, it's just her voice is annoying. It's a young girl's a voice that kind of just... Kind of like chalk uh, nails to chalkboard to me, just a little bit. Uh, but she is a master of computers, so she is useful throughout the story of this game. So she is... She's, she's fine. She's not, like, horrible. She's not Navi levels of annoying, so I'll, I'll say that. 
Then you have the character Eva. So I'm going to give you guys a spoiler alert warning right here. So if you have not played Metal Gear Solid 4, just avert, uh, skip ahead at least three minutes. And if you've gone too far, then just rewind it. You're you're an adult and or you're you're an, you're a human being. You have a brain. You can figure it out. But uh, spoiler alert: three, two, one. But she is uh, Snake and and his brother Liquid's surrogate mother. So you get to meet her in this game. She was also in Metal Gear Solid Three, but much younger in that game. It was a prequel game. So in this one, she's much older, and she I believe this is where you get to find out that she's the mom. I think that's part of the fucking spoiler that why I wrote that down, you moron, idiot. Uh, but she was a massive fucking badass in Metal Gear Solid Three. She was ripping around on her motorcycle, doing ridiculous over-the-top jumps and stunts and shooting and banging. It was awesome. Her boobies were almost out the whole game, but not quite. Anyway, now she's older. The boobies are still fairly out, but uh, it's a little uncomfortable. They're a little out there for, uh, for a woman of her age. But anyway, she still rips around, ripping around on her fucking motorcycle. And she's breaking the laws of physics physics, physics on this, on that bike, man. That some bitch. She, she is so, she is so badass, so good at riding that motorcycle it just makes me you know my my mouth is open i'm like my word if my grandma could do that on a motorcycle i would i would uh, i already have her name tattooed on me but then i would just get a full back piece of her ripping around on a motorcycle like uh, i don't even care just it'd be so fucking cool but uh, I absolutely fell in love with this woman. Again, this is my first introduction to her. But this grandma fucking ripping around on a motorcycle. So fucking key. Then you got Johnny. He was like the biggest bitch ever. He's the guy that shit his pants at the at the beginning. When I got introduced to this guy as him shitting his pants. And then I had to go through him shitting his pants again early on in the game but as the game goes on he becomes more of a man or more of a man's man he actually kind of becomes a fucking badass i wouldn't be surprised if he's got like if there's like one of the side games that i don't know much about that he has like more of a prominent role but he has a pretty good role in this game i believe he was also a dude who shit his pants in metal gear solid one on the playstation one so correct me if i'm wrong if i'm wrong this guy also has uh, something to do uh, he's a reoccurring character in the Metal Gear Solid franchise, but this one, he's more prominent. You get to actually see his face. He's got sick fucking flow. It's it's insane. And on top of that, cherry on top, this guy also gets to hook up with Meryl. Fucking score! Fucking score! Oh, baby. What a, what a man's man. Manly man. So uh, that's about that's about all the characters I think that I can come up with. Where I'll talk about the the boss fights a little bit later. So let's talk about some of the gameplay, dude. I absolutely adored the gameplay. Oh, it was so fucking tight, man. And they added the the ability. So this was just you know new to me. Uh, I just came into this, uh, but I wish it would be. It may be added in the HD remake, which I own, and I'm more than likely going to play through those very soon uh, and they may have upgraded the controls a little bit because uh the old ones on ps2 that i own the controls are a little bit uh they don't age very gracefully but in this game dude yes very very tight so toy toy like a toyga uh you're able to crouch you're able to crawl you're able to run so the big thing is that you're able to crouch and in the previous games, you're only able to run or you're able to crawl. So you're fast and then you have to kind of like finesse the analog, which isn't optimal uh, to kind of like 
slowly walk and stuff. But in this one, you get this perfect uh, crouch that is like a medium speed. It's it's perfect. It's absolutely ex exactly what the game fucking needed, and they added it in this one. It's amazing. It's hard to go back to the older ones without that ability, but yeah, this one has it. It's unreal. And the AI, oh my god, uh, good, good. Uh, it's been known for its pretty strong uh, AI. Uh, this one was insanely good. Uh, sometimes it was a little too good. Sometimes I would get annoyed at how good they were able to catch me. And yeah, I was not very good at this game. Like I said, first one in the series, so I would get caught by guards all the fucking time. And the only thing that I don't like about Metal Gear Solid is sometimes the weight. The wait time for the guards looking for you, and uh, it can be a little long, and then there's a cooldown, and I think it's like 99 seconds, and sometimes it could feel like a long time if you're getting caught on the regular like I was, because I sucked, uh, you know, waiting around for like three and a half, four minutes, and you're just like, doot, 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 doo. and sometimes, dude, it would totally happen, you're like, oh, I just need 15 more seconds, the guy's like, oh, there he is, and you're like, god fucking Jesus, fuck! And then, yeah, so sometimes that would suck, but uh, otherwise, like, I would always give, I would have to give props to how good they are, because that's what make a, that's what makes a good stealth game, right? Like, the AI, can't, you can't just walk by people, and they're just like, duh, what's, what, what, duh, what was that stuff? Like, like, kind of in Skyrim, like, you shoot a guy in the fucking neck with an arrow, and then you just crouch down, and then he's like, what the hell was that? Huh, alright, and then you shoot him in the fucking neck again, and he's like, ah, rah, rah, Okay, never mind. It's all good. But this game, yeah, it's a little bit more stingy. So it was good. I don't. I feel like this is one of my earliest big introductions to stealth games. I played a few in the past. I tried Hitman. Didn't understand it. Mostly stealth games is something that you need to be a little bit older, to, older and seasoned to play a game like Metal Gear Solid because it can be a little intense. And there's gameplay options. You could turn down the difficulty and shit. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, but dude. I get caught so much, so it's not a big deal if you get caught a bunch. It's okay, just just relax. Maybe pull up, uh, listen to a little bit of this podcast while you're waiting. It's all good. Uh, but you could pull off some fucking seriously creative shit, dude, and absolutely fucking hilarious ways to get by the guards. I'm uh, not gonna give them all away, but like one of them that absolutely blew my fucking blew my mind was uh, my buddy's like, check this out. He throws down a goddamn nudie magazine, and I was like, no way. No way. Look at this. Look at this right here. And the guy's like, ooh. And we're like, he's like hiding in the bushes. And he goes, and we're, we're watching him. He's like, check it out. And he grabs and he's like, look. And the guy grabs the magazine, looking around. And he goes and he starts reading it. And then I think he takes off, but then you just like blast him in the face. It's just a great way. You can just get by them. They get, they get all fucking distracted by the nudie magazine. I was like, oh my goodness. This is so insane that this is in a video game. Just little shit like that. This game has incredibly... Uh, um, uh, incredible amount of little details and and uh, Easter eggs and cool little things that I still to this day don't know all of them or or very many of them for that fact. There's a lot of them that I just reading about a few of them the other night. I was like, no fucking way. I didn't even know that shit. But I'll talk about a little bit of that a little bit later. Uh, but you do in uh, New Game Plus, you unlock a. Uh, like this emotion ammo. This is one of the things actually that I read about and didn't know. But you can unlock um, like this emotion ammo, ammo, and you can shoot guards a whole bunch of different kinds. You can get like uh, this cry, like a crying one uh, that makes them just oh, 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 
<laughs> and you just walk by them, I guess. And another one just makes them giggle like like psychopaths. So would be pretty tempted to go back and uh, as long as I have one of the saves, I'd love to try a new game plus and fuck around with some of the, the new weapons that I don't believe I've ever done new game plus. So yeah, uh, but I loved talking about some of the guns and ammo and shit. Uh, they added in this crazy amount of gun customization. Uh, you get these points. They're called, like, DP, double penetration. I don't know, like, Dermot points or something. I don't fucking know. You get points to unlock shit, okay? You can call it whatever the hell you want, but this, the, 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 the results are the same. You, 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 you get them through uh, doing things and you unlock cool shit. But this, this is one of the things that not every game has. This shit is actually fucking cool. Uh, you get a whole array of a whole bunch of different attachments for weapons silencers extra magazine uh fucking scopes uh grips all of the, all the shebang a whole bunch of that shit and uh dude honestly uh even though they had a whole bunch of weapons uh, not just assortment of attachments but like weapons tons of weapons tons of different light machine guns assault rifles pistols fucking chainsaws okay there was no chainsaw maybe there is there's probably if there's a pc version there's chainsaws um honestly though my weapon of choice was the dart gun <laughs> yeah even with all that firepower i did want to try and commit to the uh, stealth aspect of the game and the dart gun makes that hella hella doable in these in the series of games i i love the dart gun <laughs> just and they just go and it depends like where you shoot them and stuff it's really cool like if you shoot them directly in the neck they'll go down instantly but if you shoot them in like the arm they'll go oh what was that and they might sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it takes like 15 20 seconds and then they'll drop but they might be able to find you so you want to shoot them like directly in the face preferably is good i know you want to shoot them in the dick but make sure you get them in the face because that'll make them drop instantly <laughs> but um yeah there is a ton of cool hidden unlockables as well I can't even explain, like, railguns, you name it, there's a whole, like, it, Metal Gear Solid has a whole bunch of fucking cool shit, man, but, uh, like I said, some of the levels, uh, especially the first few areas, uh, in this game are absolutely fucking excellent, like, these are the levels that I was first shown, and then being able to sit there with my own PS3, my own controller, my own copy of the game, reliving this, like, a, a few months after, and waiting, and the patience, dude, the first ep the first levels are so good. You're in this battle torn freaking war zone. It's uh, and you're trying to get away from all these those gecko cow robots on top of uh, militia guys shooting all over the place. It's absolutely fucking insane. Uh, but then sadly, after like two or three of those levels that are absolutely fucking. Uh, nine and a half out of ten levels some of the best in stealth gaming then you get these like weird cop noir levels that like really slows down the gameplay you're not you don't have any equipment i think maybe you're able to shoot guys uh but you're you're a little bit limited and the whole point is to be very stealthy but thankfully i was trying to be stealthy so it didn't really force me out of my comfort zone i was trying to be sneaky but uh yeah i can imagine people not enjoying this so much because you're kind of you don't have to be sneaky it's just like the atmosphere is really different it's a very different part of the game i believe it's something that takes place earlier in uh in time like maybe when snake was right a uh, little before his hair went gray something like that okay okay i haven't played it in a while so just deal with me okay uh, but you're sneaking around, uh, a bunch of guards, wasn't all that, that big of a fan on that section, it would be one that if I could skip it, I would probably skip it, but I'd, I'd go through it again, right, 
right now, not a big deal. I'd go through it and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, maybe it's not that bad, but I remember not being like, uh, I was just like, nah, it's not the best. Uh, but you do, later on in the game, spoiler alert, I guess, uh, you get to return to a very famous area in the first Metal Gear Solid game on PS1. You get to return to Shadow Moses, which is just one of the most iconic areas in the series, and returning there is absolutely fucking insane. Sadly, like I said, this is my first time. It was still badass moment in the game because they're explaining it. Like they give you little flashbacks, so you you get pieces, you get a little, you get an understanding. But replaying it uh, after I actually played through Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid One, uh, oh, it just it just slapped so much harder when you go back there. Like oh fuck. I remember this, it's exactly the same way it was in the PS1 version, except upgraded to PS3 graphics, it's fucking awesome. And then, on top of that, when you're fucking done with this area, you unlock a mask that you can put on your face, and it's literally the snake uh, face from the PS1 version with the fucking QB graphics so fucking funny i would rock that all the time and it's just so ridiculous the the mouth not moving and you're just just the head wiggles it's so outrageous if you haven't watched or if you haven't played metal gear solid one i recommend you go and watch a cutscene or two uh on a on the ps1 version just so you can get an idea of what mind-blowing graphics were in 1998 it's fucking laughable uh nowadays but back then it was fucking cutting edge so don't laugh that hard but you i would totally understand if you giggled it was honestly a little hard for me to get through at times because uh yeah they're a little they didn't age very gracefully nowadays but um yeah so let's get into a little bit of the yum yum right now. Let's talk about boss fights. Oh baby, uh, if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid, they're they're they got some pretty fucking awesome boss fights, dude. And this game has some kick ass fucking bosses. And uh, most of them, I would say, I would say all of them are good to amazing. Uh, I'd say one of them's maybe like meh, but it more comes down to like the 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 tension, the story, uh, the build up, and all that stuff. So some of them don't hit when you maybe watch them just out of place, but when you play through the whole game, oh man, these these all the boss fights are like, mmm, mmm, I played through. I oh, I actually kind of starting to really talk myself into wanting to play it. Here we go. Uh, gotta do five though before I can go back to four. That's just I have to do five. Uh, but they do tend to have a different feel to the boss fights than your typical game. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're a little bit different. Definitely felt different for me, anyway, than a usual boss fight I'm used to. Uh, they're just a little different. They're unique. Uh, excuse me. Uh, but the main enemies, besides, like, guards and shit that are all over, uh, all over the place, it's like this group of four badass women. Sorry that their name escapes me at this moment. I didn't write it down. Uh, but they got these. They got four unique personalities. Uh, they kind of hone in on one thing. Like one's rage. One's laughing. Shit like that. Okay. Uh, so there's four of them. And they're ridiculous. But there's other. There's two other bad guys. We'll talk about them. But let's get into. As long as I just. I want to talk about the four women. So yeah. Let's talk about the four women first. And then we'll get into the other couple. I think there's seven in total. So let's just. Let's just get into it. Okay. So the first one is Laughing Octopus. Oh man. This is the first one. And she was great. Oh. This was the first boss I ever fought in Metal Gear Solid. And you fight, fight her in this like little cabin. It's fairly big. Like I'd say. 
eight or nine rooms, but it's, it's tight quarters and a little uncomfortable. And she comes in, she's rocking these fucking tentacles like an octopus. And she also has uh, blending abilities. She can blend into the environment like an octopus. And she laughs at you like an octopus. And she rolls around all over the place and she can be a total bitch. She can fucking bitch slap you and uh, like an octopus. But um, yeah, like I said, this is the first boss I ever fought in Metal Gear Solid. And it was a great introduction. I was sold. I was like, whoa, okay. This is like, this is interesting. There's a lot more to them. They're almost like, uh, I don't know, a little bit puzzly at times. Kind of like uh, Legend of Zelda maybe a little bit. If I, Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. You know how there's a little bit of a gimmick to every Legend of Zelda boss. But Metal Gear Solid hides it a little bit more. It's not so blatant like in Legend of Zelda. It's like... Here's the fucking weapon that you need in the dungeon to beat the boss, you fucking moron. So, like, yeah. Uh, this one was just, she's, you gotta listen to her laugh and try and keep your eye open if, if you can see her blended into an area. But, yeah, really freaking like this boss fight. Fucking awesome. Uh, then there's, I don't know if I'm doing these in order of which ones uh, you meet them in, but Raging Raven. So, this one's all angry she's probably overall my least favorite of the four women but it's still good it's not bad it's just like she just goes rage rage all the time and i'm just like oh it's a little bit annoying but like i like that you have to fight her in this collapsing tower that's more or less the highlight for me in this boss fight love that love the collapsing tower uh, but she is pretty annoying. She's just fucking flying around all over the place. You have to hit her at certain areas, uh, certain times when she kind of runs out of fuel and she has to like back off a little bit to refuel, I guess. And that's when you have to shoot her. Otherwise, you're just dodging all her bullshit and running around. But at least the atmosphere is fucking cool. I just wish she would shut up a little bit more. But it's kind of key. It's pretty key. And you got crying wolf. Oh man, this I would have to say is my favorite of the of the four women. Uh, usually I like kind of dread it coming up, but once it's happening, I'm like, oh man, this is fucking cool. Uh, the fight, you fight this freaking massive robotic wolf, um, and she's hunting you with her massive railgun. She's got the fucking huge weapon on her back, and you gotta dodge it and listen and pay attention to little details like hunting, and, and you have to do it in a fucking snowstorm. Oh, Oh yeah, and then that's not it, that's not it. On top of that, there's a whole fucking army of soldiers also hunting you around. So you're in this blizzard, you got a fucking robotic wolf shooting you with a massive weapon. On top of that, you got uh, a handful of guards also hunting you in the storm. So you have to be paying attention. There's a lot going on. It could be a pretty intimidating fight, but uh, once you get going, man, you can just kind of, you can get away from guards easily in the snow. So it's not that big of a deal. It's actually an extremely fun fight. Like I said, probably my favorite fight in the game. I look forward to it. I like, I just like the ones where you got to really pay attention. Got to listen. You got to look for them. You got to look for, for foot marks and stuff. And uh, you listen to her howl. And that's when you know to like, look the fuck out. Because she's going to blow you to fucking kingdom come in a second. Uh, it is an intense fight, though. I really like it. It's hunt or be hunted. It's a freaking cool-ass gimmick for a fight. Loved it. And it's not the only time that they do it in the Metal Gear Solid franchise. So, uh, just a little little heads up there. Then you got, um... Okay, where is the... Where is she? Then you got Screaming Mantis. Oh, man. Jesus. Uh, this was really cool. I um, what a, It was a big old fucking callback for Metal Gear Solid 1 fans. Uh, even though I haven't played Metal Gear Solid 1 up until this uh, this 
well, until later, uh, I knew all about Psychomantis. I was, if you're a little bit of a gaming nerd, you more than likely know a little bit about Psychomantis. He is a legendary boss from Metal Gear Solid 1. I'm not going to talk too much about it because I can do a podcast on Metal Gear Solid 1 in that of itself. But uh, he makes a reappearance in this one, but not fully. So let's talk about it a little bit. So, Screaming Mantis, she can control people uh, like puppets. She's got, like, the fucking strings in people, and uh, she could she could shoot uh, these beams at them and take control. So, she's got that gimmick, the mind control gimmick going on, but, like, in a puppeteer style. So, I fucking really like that shit. Uh, but, honestly, Screaming Mantis isn't quite as iconic or memorable as the original fight between Psycho Mantis and Snake. Obviously so. I don't think you're ever going to be able to top it. I think it's more of a fan service just because of how loved and memorable he was, Psycho Mantis. Uh, it was just nice to re-see him in this one, even though I think they, they would say so. Like, we, we know that we're not going to be able to be as good as Psycho Mantis. But um, this, this fight overall, though, is still very fucking cool. Uh, after you beat her, you get a hilarious little cutscene with Psycho Mantis. Uh, and uh, he does the... He tries to read your PlayStation 3, but he can't do it because, like, technology is advanced. And he gets all upset, and he fucking loses his mind, and all that cool shit. And, uh, yeah, really freaking cool fight. Really enjoyed it as well. And then you get, uh, you gotta fight Vamp. He's, uh, he's a real freak, man. He's really weird. He's always, uh, licking his knives. He's got a whole bunch of knives. He loves knives. Always, he's got so many knives. And he's always licking them. Makes me uncomfortable that he's gonna cut up his tongue. I don't like that shit. Uh, honestly, though, he was way better in Metal Gear Solid 2. He was, uh, more prominent, more badass, I would say, in that game. But, uh, this game, he's still pretty badass. Just a little bit more weird, I guess. But the fights between him and Raiden, uh, the cutscenes, oh my goodness gracious. Absolutely ridiculous. The fight itself between, uh, Vamp and Snake, not so great. But, oh my goodness, him, uh, Raiden is the, is the real, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, great. Alright, so this is another fan service fight in the game, but uh, fucking awesome regardless. Uh, may not look like, uh, I don't know, like some people think it's a little bit let, a little bit of a letdown considering how big of a moment this was for the franchise. Kind of a, uh, a finale kind of moment for the, for the franchise, which this game was supposed to be the, the last in the Metal Gear Solid uh, franchise. But they, they made Metal Gear Solid 5 and so on and so forth. But, later on in the game, you get to control Metal Gear Rex. Bro, this is the freaking main horrible thing that you're trying to destroy, try to take down in the original Metal Gear Solid 1. And now in Metal Gear Solid 4, you get to go inside of it, control it, and fuck shit up. And then, out of fucking nowhere, out of the water, you fucking Metal Gear Ray comes out. And that is the newer more sleeker model of metal gear that was in metal gear solid 2 so i was very I'm, i was wasn't familiar with it at the time uh but i have played through metal gear solid 2 and oh metal gear ray not as iconic or cool looking as metal gear rex in my opinion but metal gear ray fucking very cool in in its own right you get a fucking badass scene 
uh, one of the most badass scenes, honestly, in video games ever, in my opinion. I absolutely fucking loved that cutscene. It was so insane. Like, even though I didn't know what they were, I have heard of, I, I'm aware of Metal Gear Solid Rex, but Ray, at that time, I had no idea what Metal Gear Ray was. I was like, whoa, holy shit. But yeah, badass. Uh, but honestly, the fight itself was okay. Uh, it wasn't incredible, but the situation overall was so cool. You're shooting rockets, and you're fucking fighting Ray, dude, and you're in Metal Gear Rex. Like, how badass is that? It's uh, This fight is super iconic for me. I'm always going to be like, oh, man, that fucking, that moment was so freaking cool. And then, I guess, spoiler alert, if anyone is uh, not w wanting to know the final fight of the game, so a little spoiler alert. So, three, two, one, final fight in the game is with Liquid Ocelot. So, Liquid Ocelot, Liquid Ocelot is incredible. I absolutely love him as a bad, as a bad guy when he's always going, brother! Oh man, oh my god, I used to do that all the time. It was so funny to me. I don't think any of my friends understood what I was talking about, because I don't believe, I don't know if any of my friends have played Metal Gear Solid 4, other than a friend that I'm not in contact with anymore, but whatever. Uh, so I was doing that shit all the time. So I really liked Liquid Ocelot. Didn't really understand for quite a while what was actually going on with that character. Uh, so he's actually like a combination of Snake's brother Liquid and then a bad guy from the first Metal Gear Solid game, Ocelot. So Ocelot apparently... Okay, bear with me. Ocelot apparently uh, attaches Liquid's arm to himself and then Liquid takes over his mind. Okay, that's as that's as baseline as I can take it, okay? So, Liquid is mind-controlling Ocelot, who is a badass in his own right, and Liquid is a badass, so they combine together, kind of like Dragon Ball Z or some shit like that, okay? But, um, dude, in this final fight, you're it turns into like a fighting game, basically, and you're doing a QTC, close quarters combat, whatever the fuck. You're doing close quarters combat. That's like a big importance throughout the Metal Gear Solid franchise is like your ability to in case you don't have uh, a weapon or something you have to be able to take people down without um without a weapon so they're like no weapons let's just do fucking qt close quarters combat and then on top of that the music from all of the franchises like they're just playing a whole bunch of the music from all the most epic fucking bangers of music throughout all the franchises and oh dude oh dude just with all the, with the music on top of it, just mwah, absolute chef's kiss Merry Christmas. Um, though the fighting controls aren't the best, I'll admit that. The, the controls aren't the best in the fight. They're good enough. They're passable. It's very different for Metal Gear Solid. I don't think they've ever done anything quite like that in the, in the series. So it was fine. It was passable. Not the best, though. Not like playing Tekken or Soul Calibur or something like that. Or, or Street Fighter. Um, but honestly, it was one of the most perfect ways to end the absolute war, the, the battle that has been throughout the, the, the series between Liquid and, and Solid. Liquid and Solid, you get it? It's, it's fucking, it's funny. Uh, liquid Solid, uh, that's the thing I always used to say with my buddies. Anyway, uh, but dude, the story in this game, the, the fucking cutscenes, uh, I got me very emotional at times. Uh, this game, 100%. Made me cry like an absolute baby multiple times. Not just once, not just twice, probably thrice, possibly more. Uh, it doesn't matter. But um, the scene, dude, where, uh, I guess, spoiler alerts, just in case. Uh, the scene where Eva, your ma, uh, Snake's mom, dies. Fuck, dude. 
oh, broke me down. Broke me down like a little baby. I believe that's one of the longer, if not that that 71-minute area. And you're just sitting there watching it. It's immensely emotional. Oh, my goodness. Crying like a baby. Uh, and then when Snake, later on in the game at the end, he's crawling through, like, this microwave tunnel. And, like, it's, it's epic, dude. Like, the first time you go through it. The second time, not so much. But the first time... Yeah, the controls are like getting slower and it's just so epic and you're like oh fuck I, i'm so you're so close and the music is so sad the situation is so fucking sad and then like up top they're showing like your friends that are like fighting just to keep like keep them off you long enough so you can fucking save the world but you're so close to death it's such an amazing fucking scene super goddamn emotional like even like basically all you have to do though is like hold forward but oh my god so friggin emotional unbelievable i feel like i i must have cried at least once to this one and then the final scene in the game the final cutscene. spoiler alert old snake old man snake the man that you played he's in the cemetery oh my god dude that part broke me down like it was so emotional just uh oh man uh the ending of the game sometimes like usually when i've played a very good game and it had a very good story that that really drew me in i will probably cry <laughs> even if it's not a sad game even if it's not a sad thing it's just like oh what a happy memory that was if anyone out there can relate to that let me know that because that i feel like that's just a special thing that we get out of gaming and this game gave me that that feeling that special moment numerous times but um yeah Old Snake in the Cemetery at the end of the game. Oh my goodness. And especially, little spoiler alert, uh, they make you think that Snake kills himself. Uh, he shows him like putting the gun in his mouth and you hear the gunshot, but you don't see it. And it shows him that he just shot it off in the air or some shit and he didn't kill himself, so it's okay. But um, yeah, dude, honestly, I, I adore this game, but uh, I've been reading around that not a lot of Metal Gear Solid fans uh, like this game all that much they're not big on the story uh, and honestly the Hideo Kojima wanted to stop the series he wanted to stop directing the series and move on to something else after Metal Gear Solid 2 but then he went on and did Metal Gear Solid 3 and 4 so perhaps there is a little bit of burnout but even for me my first game I absolutely fucking adored everything about it Maybe people that went through and played one, two, three, and this is their fourth one. Maybe there was a little burnout, maybe a little disappointment at the time. But me, introduced uh, at four, I absolutely fucking loved it. But yes, I will admit, I will admit, the story is a little bit confusing, and the cutscenes are fucking long at times, and some of them are boring. I totally understand that. If you want to skip through them, and that's not your beat, not not your forte. This game is a little bit. Uh, overbalanced on the cutscenes to gameplay the gameplay is is there of course and it's fucking beautiful and it's so good but compared to the other games in the series this one by far has the the most cutscenes but uh they're trying to wrap up the series man they're trying to wrap up this whole thing in a bow trying to tighten up all the loose ends which there's a abundance of them and they tried their best to get everything in there and and give you a fine fan service there was a lot there was it was a big big delivery big ask and i feel like they delivered on it honestly i personally loved the experience with the game all everything i thought everything was amazing absolutely fucking blew me away with the graphics and the gameplay the seamless transition um wow like the ps3 was truly a massive upgrade from the ps2 uh for me the graphics was just like mind-blowing that was probably the biggest jump 
for me like even like ps1 to 2 oh baby yes don't get me wrong that was insane but 2 to 3 was arguably better for me if not as big it was very very big like some of those games and ps3 dude oh baby oh baby uh but some of the most badass and emotional cutscenes i've ever fucking seen in a video game uh arguably the most for me uh metal gear solid 3 breaks me down hard it will turn me into a little it'll break me down from a man to a little baby uh in in no time because oh my goodness talk about that in another episode but uh i got super attached to all the characters and the world all the emotion all this destruction the sadness the the love the hate the the commitment the 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 tension all this stuff it has a lot of it man there's so much in this game and even though like i said a million times in this podcast already even though it was my first game in the series it still grabbed me the first level dude if that does not grab you it's one of the most one of the better if not one of the best uh opening sequences to a game that i've ever been introduced to very fucking intense uh wow goodness gracious up there with resident evil 4 and shit like very very good opening sequence dude and uh this sadly was the last game for solid snake you get a whole bunch of different kind of snakes <laughs> who are you calling snakes um but yeah this is uh the last story for solid snake it's a fucking honest in my opinion a beautiful way to send off the old legend uh, i love that he's old it just kind of makes it like oh one more for the old timer like fucking ray bork or something in the nhl how he finally won it after being there for so long but for snake to go out and do it one more time save the world one more time and the fact that he doesn't end up killing himself that's that's fucking sweet like tug at your heartstrings you think that he's dead but it's like oh oh thank you he didn't do it he thought better of it and on top of that the virus uh he's told that the virus won't spread to others uh before his disease takes his life sadly so it's still sad but at least he's not going to kill fucking millions of people on top of dying so yeah that's that's good enough right it's it's bittersweet uh so uh he just ends up living out the rest of his fi- his final days with Otacon and Sunny uh, don't think we get we see a little scene at the end with with all them and it's very very sweet very very touching like oh my goodness uh dude i'm always going to love this game no matter what no matter what people bitch about with this game i i understand their opinions their opinion is their opinion that's totally fine but for me personally this game blew me away uh made me fall back in love with playstation where i had a little honeymoon phase with xbox for a year and a half where i was pretty uh just at least anti ps3 until their library got stacked and then i was all all in on ps on playstation all the way back and now i am still to this day a fully i'm not gonna say a fanboy it's just that sony is my my go-to console of choice it it was my choice in the the ps4 xbox uh wii u era or whatever and now i've gotten the ps5 is my console of choice for this current generation so yeah dude uh i believe i believe that um it's a it's a must play 
the Metal Gear Solid series. There's there's other ways. There's numerous ways that you could play this. There's HD collections. There's a fucking GameCube remake of the first game that I have never played, but I would love to. It's it's probably very very expensive and hard to track down for a respectable price, and it's just not worth it for me. I have the original game. I have uh, a couple copies probably of each one on PS2. I have the HD remake. I have two copies of Metal Gear Solid 4. So yeah, it's safe to say that I'm a pretty big fucking fan of this game. Uh, so much so that I am going to, uh, we're going to rank, we're going to rank the PS3 games because I have a large amount of games that I played through on PS3. So ranking this game for sure. And where do you think Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriot ranks on my list, and of course I want to hear it from you guys. If you played it and you loved this game, or if you didn't like a game, like this game and doesn't even crack your top 10, totally understand it. Everyone has different tastes, and I totally respect that. Uh, but this game for me, dude, unbelievable. Rejuvenated my love for Sony, and uh, brought me into one of my favorite franchises of all time in Metal Gear Solid. This game ranks number... Two. Number two on my top PS3, my favorite PS3 games of all time. There is only one game out there that I think uh, is better, not better, just better for, just something that was a little bit more important. I had a greater, greater time with that game. And uh, I guess one thing I forgot to mention, mostly just because I never actually played it, was the Metal Gear Online. Never played it. I think uh, I think that was added in later, and by that time I was past it and just had no one. None of my friends were interested, so I had no one to play with. And yeah, don't believe I ever touched the online. So sorry to say I didn't didn't try it. But if anyone out there who's listening to this uh, played the multiplayer and you enjoyed it, it always did look very cool. I, I will not deny that. But at the time. PlayStation 3 didn't have the greatest online service, and I was a little bit of a stickler because I was on the Xbox Live at the time, and that is a pretty damn solid service. And now I will totally say that the Sony service has gotten, has improved a lot since the the PS3 days. It's very solid now. I have zero complaints with my PS5 and, the, and its connectivity. Uh, honestly don't play a lot of online games so i guess i don't have too much to complain about but anyway yeah that is all i have to say if i missed anything i apologize if i missed something that you love just let me know on twitter or on in my email you could just let me know go swing over on youtube and all that stuff all the links are down below you guys you know the drill probably by now links and all that shit down below in the description uh, i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i absolutely love talking about this i honestly am starting to get a kick a little bit of a feeling in my tummy and my heart a little bit uh getting warm talking about one of uh metal gear solid i i'm i'm going to go look and stare at my metal gear solid hd collection and just have a little little uh just look at that and see where where that goes so maybe just maybe in the next uh, episode of the GX Gamer Cast, you'll hear me saying that I did it. I did it. I went in and started playing Metal Gear Solid, and I'm going down that rabbit hole yet again because I fucking love it and I want to understand the story even better. And eh, eh, why not just go through it again one day? Uh, it's going to happen at some point. So let me know, everybody, uh, if you enjoyed the Metal Gear Solid series, if you haven't played it. Uh, I, I hope that this made you maybe a little interested to visit the Metal Gear Solid series. It's incredible. You can get into it very, very cheaply. Uh, most of the games are extremely cheap, especially it's a Sony franchise that's 
they haven't released a new game since 2015, roughly. Roughly, I think is when Metal Gear Solid 5 came out. So yeah, you can get these game, these games, these games, uh, very cheap. So if you're interested, I highly, highly, highly recommend you visit the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, do yourself a favor though. Try your best to try and play them in chronological order if you can, excluding PSP games because I, I am not familiar with them. Metal Gear Solid 3, Metal Gear Solid 1. Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3. It's not that it's not that confusing. It's not Star Wars level confusing, but I can understand. Uh, but if you're going to do it, do it that way. It's the it's the best way to do it. Get the full aspect of the story. I say it's worth worthwhile because the story's pretty goddamn over the top. It's fun, it's crazy, it's good time. So thank you everybody for listening to my voice for an hour and 15 friggin' minutes. Your troopers if you made it through all this. I love you guys. I appreciate it. And fucking yeah i will see you i will not see you you will i will hear you will hear me okay you're gonna hear me at some point again soon hope you guys enjoyed love you have a great weekend have a great week upcoming week i know mondays suck but you could save this for for shitty mondays i've actually considered moving this gamer uh, podcast to mondays just to make shitty mondays a little bit better instead of but then it's sunday fun days i don't know let me know if anyone's wanting me to move them spread them out just a little bit more instead of sunday fun days uh we can do uh manic monday i don't know let me know love you guys thank you so much for listening i will talk to you soon